Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. watch Tom Cruise and it wasn't weird like you know when you, when you came on screen like, or a new film was coming out it's like oh it's Tom Cruise that's cool but now it's not like that it's like oh it's Tom Cruise shit <laughs> right. ever it's... since that jumping around thing I'm in love <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. cringeworthy have they come we used to rate his runs do you remember he was the runner he was the running man do you remember he... <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had runs. He had runs for all kinds of like like situations. War of the World run, Mission Impossible run. That was run. a good run. But that still stands <laughs> up as a damn good run. Oh, I mean, I mean, we knew if we, we knew if we were in for a good time. If it depended on the run. I mean, I mean, Mission Impossible the first one. That was still a damn good run too. That's mm. still out out of the um, out of the restaurant. That was still that was still a good run. But yeah, have hit him pretty hard over the last few years, right? No, Scientology's hit him quite hard in the past couple of years. Yeah, I was waiting for no, it's, 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 all, it's all the pressure of being stuck in the closet and not being okay about getting out of it. He needs to accept it and just be himself or something. It's okay, Tom. You and John Travolta can come out. It's fine. I feel bad. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like we're actually going to get in trouble now. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't know, I don't know what y'all might say. Hey, man, you're, you're, hey, you're, you're associated with us, man. You're in trouble too. <laughs> Everything's alleged. Welcome, on that note, welcome to And That's Why We're Messed Up, the podcast talking about nerdism, geekery, and all else in between from a South London postcode. I've got Bruv, aka the Instant Classic, with me, and Big Man. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 You all right? Irie. Oh, Rob, we're on an Irie talk today. That's literally (laughs) as black as I get. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) You lie. Are you over at that school? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, um, I'm not even, once again, it's blind. Big Man is taking the topic. So what are we talking about today? Well, as always, a massive massive thank you must go out to Instant Classic for that subtle introduction. (laughs) But today we're talking about Tom Cruise, about his life, 
his ambition no we're not we're just talking about the mission impossible franchise i was so confused for a fraction of a second you got me there good job good job because <laughs> i was like so what I was like, okay i was like wait scratch, what <laughs> Yeah, you got me that. I'll give you that one. Yeah, you that know, one. I was, I was, I was going to take you around and slap you like, what the <laughs> This is not a true crime podcast. What the hell? Wow. True crime. Wow. You, you know, you know something to What do you know? What's he done? Isn't it for real? You know something we don't? Look, there are there are many podcasts who cover it better than I ever could. There's the whole Scientology thing. There's the whole contract with his former missus thing. There's the whole... Scientology leaders and the missing wife thing. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, that's de- yeah, that's definitely another podcast. Definitely not us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> completely, completely, completely. No, so over the last few weeks, I mean, everyone who knows me knows me well enough knows I'm a massive Bond fan. Always has, always will be. But I also, at the exact same time, I also was a Mission Impossible fan. And it's dawned on me that Basically, this franchise has been going since 1996. Wow. I think, yeah, I was back in school when the first movie came out. And yet the franchise is still going. And in fact, to be perfectly honest, I think it's gotten better per film. Well, minus probably one. But it keeps on going well and it's done amazing work at the box office. And I thought, you know what, let me rewatch them over the last few weeks, which I've been doing. And boy, I found out some stuff which I didn't know, which I would like to share with you. And anyone that wants to listen. Okay, what do you find out? I'm Please intrigued. tell. Please tell. Mm. Well, let's go back from the get-go, from the uh, original TV series. Everyone remembers that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Right, so for those that don't know, Mission Impossible was created by uh, Mr. Bruce Geller in the early 60s. Massive, massive TV series it was. Went on for seven seasons which unfortunately came to an end in late 1973. What many people didn't know was actually then recommissioned in 1988 for two more more series. Remember that series? It's ringing a bell. I always kind of see like Mission Impossible TV series like Uncle and Dad Whisperers. See, see, because my experience with it, the TV series was Sunday afternoons. On Channel yeah. Four, and I, mm-hmm. and I phased in and out. I wasn't all. I didn't really care too much because I didn't really appreciate old stuff at, around that age. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. mm-hmm. but um, I phased in and out because Granny used to like watching that. See, it's 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 a certain generation. It lulls them into. They hear that theme tune and they just go, mm-hmm. and they're just gone. <laughs> yeah, Leave them for mm. a bit. It's nice. Yeah. Get quiet for about an hour while they just watch the madness unfold. <laughs> now you see, I can have flashbacks to as a child. Of that series going on and well, watching out my grands, we it was part of that Sunday flow. We had Highway to Heaven, Little House on the Prairie, oh. then one o'clock was Mission Impossible, then the oh, land, oh. land before. No, nah, sorry, I have to call you on that. Highway to Heaven was not on the Sundays. Oh, that was on the Thursdays. Here we go. Bloody hell. I thought that was a Sunday. No, no, nah, it's the like... first day. No, 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 no. Right. Nah. Oh, okay, okay, you made a mistake. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Walton's Jeez. Little House on the Prairie That's what it was was Sunday. Always seem to forget Little House on the Prairie. That's what I'm sorry, was. I've been too traumatised by <laughs> Highway to Heaven to ever let that slide. So it was just man. too much. Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it at you. It's just an it's a, it's a involuntary reflex action for the trauma of being made to watch Bloody Highway to Heaven <laughs> on a Thursday night. 
on a Thursday night. It's a Thursday night. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. So, fair enough. the series was recommissioned in 1988 for two more seasons, which came to an abrupt end in 1990, where that was pretty much it. Ran out of ideas, didn't know where to go. So, fast forward many years later when Tom Cruise was just getting to the hang of his peak, should we say, of his action genre. Made a little film called Top Gun, which everyone knows. Never seen that. I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen it to this day. I've not seen I own the fucking film. I don't know how I own the film, but I've never seen it. <laughs> did you ever find that disc, my ad, bro? Um, again? Did you ever find that disc on Top Gun? Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still my, it's in my bloody folder. But again, I don't know how it got there. I don't know where I got it from. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> There's a, it's a thing. I own it. I got nothing because I, I, yeah. I did not purchase that film. Definitely not. I mean, I've seen it, I've, and and it, it gets, it's more cringe the more you see it. I actually went to a de- to a um, rooftop cinema a couple of years back and saw it with some friends, and everyone was looking at each other like, I'm sorry, did we? did we stumble into it's very weird it's very it's a very odd film oh yeah, yeah. i've recently rewatched it and i remember what you said and i'm now i've got to say that the lack of sexual chemistry between kenny mcginnis and tom cruise is it's abundant it's like wow there's just nothing there is there <laughs> there's just nothing there there's literally more there's more sexual tension in uh in um the in the, the send-up of it mm. It made sense. He had a penis. She had boobs. That's how it works. Let's get over it. God, clearly, clearly. (laughs) What's chemistry between a penis and a vagina? There. Are you writing taglines for UA Bowl now? Ew. (laughs) What the? Why? Why why would you spit my face like that, sis? Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I I didn't mean to go that low. You're killing me already. So basically. She called you able too. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> After series was uh, ended in 1990, there was already talks of having a uh, reboot or TV, or sorry, or a movie adaptation. This was in the period where Paramount was just turning out adaptations. If you remember Dragnet, Dan Atroyd, Tom Hanks. Mm. Oh my God, Dragnet. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was all right. Yeah, but wasn't that, yeah, was, yeah, because wasn't that during the era with it was, it was uh, Mission Impossible, Saint... Yeah, um, Aven- Avengers, not the not the Marvel Avengers, the yeah. UK the UK Avengers. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like a big period in like in the nineties when that was happening. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when, yeah. If you yeah, ever had a TV show, they were gonna they were gonna chuck it into into a weird film. Mm. Yep. So the uh, first Mission Impossible film was born. But an interesting thing, if you remember the opening segment to that film before the credits rolled. Or, yes. Yeah. Originally, the idea was to have the original. Mission Impossible uh, team for the TV series to uh, to do the introduction, but they would have been killed off from the get go. That didn't go down too well. So that would have been rude. Re-read. That would have been bold. That would have been yeah. bold, though. Like... I mean, actually, actually, do you know? Okay, it's been a while since I've seen the films, but I got mm. I got ask a question. Have the original cast actually been in any of the films? No, no, they haven't. Okay, so it's not okay. So I wasn't making that up in my head because in my head no. that's never happened. How no. is that possible? Right, because Peter Groves, who played Jim Phelps in the TV series, mm. flipped when he heard the idea of having Phelps become the main villain for the first film and completely killing off the whole team. He was against it, and he said, "Way sees it. That's a uh, sign of disrespect for basically 
peeing over the whole TV series in the space of what, 20 minutes of a film? It wasn't happening. It actually didn't go down well at all with none of the original crew from the original uh, TV series. I gotta say, that did throw me when I first mm. saw it. Because, like, cause, like, I remember seeing it, because I, I, I saw I remember seeing it in the cinema by myself as a kid. And even as a kid, I kind of, I went, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because, like, okay, okay, look, I get the whole killing everyone off, blah, blah, blah. Like, in my head, they're going to come back in the end, but then there were certain people that were going to come back in the end, like Amelia Esvez. Mm. Do you remember Amelia Esvez was in the first film? Bloody hell. I, I can't forget Amelia Esvez uh, was in the first film. Oh, yeah. my like, I used like, to cross on Estevez back in the day. Hold oh, me about because yeah, like, I felt always good because in my head, Amir Estevez is a big deal because I, I, he's been like throughout my whole childhood. To have him mm. get killed off straight away, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that, that, I was like, wow, is he not important anymore? And I think that's when I kind of realised he wasn't important anymore. I was actually quite wow. sad. <laughs> I was like, bloody hell. But yeah, oh as, a, but as a kid, it's like, I, it didn't make sense. And then when it got to the point that he was the bad guy and I was like, <laughs> He's he's doing this for money, but he works for the government. He must get plenty of money. Dude, I don't know how. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how finance works. But I know for a fact if I'm if I'm working in a, in a supermarket and he's working for the government, digital, he must be financially good. He's got a very beautiful wife. Why? What? He must be doing something. It, what? It, it actually it actually gets weirder because actually the motivation he goes he then says, Job, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. So he actually does it because his wife looked at Ethan a couple of times and Ethan looked back and, but that was it. Yeah. That's literally, so it's like, so Phelps is nuts. He's he's literally like, you looked, right, I'm, I'm literally going to go. It's like, so because your wife is looking at a next man, looking, not doing anything, looking, you're going to go rogue, take money, literally betray the government and expose, expose the... Because the whole thing was a knock list, and it? it was exposing the identities of all the other agents. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's possible. This is one hell of a this is one hell of a midlife crisis, as far as I'm mm. concerned. And even the that motivation didn't make no sense. It just didn't make. It wasn't. It was a bit like. It was cack-handed. Mm. And that's been fair play to John Voight because that turn no one didn't really see coming, and he played that pretty well. But one thing that has bugged me, if you should ever go watch the trailer for the first MI Mission Impossible movie now, it's one of those they... trailers where you're thinking, hang on, half of these clips were never, ma- never made it into the film. Yeah, I remember, because yeah, there was a proper, like, yep. there was a huge makeout scene between Tom Cruise and what's yeah. her face, and that, that was mm-hmm. never in the film. No, yep. completely. And the footage, even to this day, no one never seemed to have seen it. And they claimed they'd cut it out due to it was slowing down the pace of the film, was unnecessary. Well, I thought, well, in the light of day, as what you just pointed out, sis, it would actually make more sense for Phelps to lose it if something did actually happen between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think sometimes in that era, you get a lot of kind of action films that just like, well, we'll put this, because I remember, one thing I remember about the first Mission Impossible mm. is the fact that you saw most of the good scenes in the trailer. Yeah. Mm. So you were almost like, I mean, I kind of went in, talking about you guys, I went in going, oh, if I'm seeing this, mm. then what I'm going to see is going to blow my mind because this looks really good. <laughs> oh, I've already seen it. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. And it just was like, what's the what's the point? I, hmm. And a lot of people who were good were, un, were to me, they had the time to just cut, cut short. 
Yeah, Jean Renault was definitely one of those. Renault was he woefully was un- Oh my god, he was woefully underused. Mm. And Ving Rhames, to be fair. However, I was going to say, credit to Ving Graves. Isn't Ving Graves like still the black man standing from start to finish? He's still yeah, there. He was, he, he, was he in the last one? Yeah, he's been in all, yeah. Because I've only watched, last, I, I watched the last one once. I can't remember it that well, to be honest. Like I haven't watched the last one, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I've watched them all except... Like, I've, like I said, I've watched them all, mm. but the last one I've only watched the one time and I wasn't really paying much attention to it. If I'm going to yeah. be honest, I need to watch... It's been one of the things I need to watch again. I was enjoying it, to be fair. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, is it my favourite one? No. Right. That, that, I will come to that in in a bit, actually. Oh, okay, because... yeah, I can hear a laugh. I hear a laugh. Like... <laughs> right. But only because, amazingly, that film raked 180 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. No. Which, for a starter, starter franchise, wasn't seen too bad. Mm-hmm. But then we moved to the one we all love. Who's we? Miss don't, be hate- don't be hating on two. <laughs> don't be hating on two. Don't be hating on two. I'm sorry. Nah, 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 nah. Actually, I'm gonna call you out. Sis. I'm gonna call you out on some things. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. Because like, okay, because you're, because you're, because I kind of think I know the thing, I know, the thing, I know the two things you hated myself of of um, Mission Impossible Two. I know the two things. One was the car dancing, and I get that. I really do. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't excuse that. I cannot excuse that. And I, and I and I will give you that. The other two is that you're. Bitchy at the at, at, at Tanya Newton put, making a mistake because in your head she's this master thief. When at no point in the film was she was she even represented as being a master thief. She's re, she represented as being a thief. That was literally it. But he goes, oh, she's supposed to be this master thief. Shut up. She wasn't. No, 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 no. She's allowed to make a mistake. She's human being. God damn it. <laughs> It's like it's, 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 it's like it's like when we were talking. It's like when we were talking about bloody um um Falcon Winter Soldier, and you got angry at Tony. And it's like, why are you getting angry at Tony for? He's not bloody. He's not. He's, he's not a government official. He's just a bloody millionaire. It's not, it's not his responsibility to make sure that everyone in the world's funded. That's a government's choice. How dare you? Are you a bro? Are you okay? Are you? And okay? nothing. Nothing. If you want to blame oh someone in that in, in that whole in that whole Falcon Avengers thing, you need to blame the Avengers because they didn't tell anyone their fucking plan. It's their fault. Anymore? Anymore? Mission Impossible Take 2 is awesome. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 is ruined to me. And and, and you know why. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not Tandy Newton. It's oh, no, it's, 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 the, it's the MTV Music. It's, it's the MTV Movie Awards. It's like <laughs> Whenever I play it on and I hear the music, I expect to see Ben Stiller. And I'm just like... <laughs> and when it's not, I'm like, wait. And the whole bit with, with John Wood going, punch him. Punch him again. Harder. Oh, no. It's ruined it forever. And that whole sequence, which I think is on one of the one of the Blu-rays or something, where they showed that whole sequence of, of Ben Stiller as Tom Cruise has ruined to forever because now I'm just like because I charged with you the other day and I was like who am I kidding let's put let's, let's put on the MTV bit again because I have to watch it again and watch him do the whole I've been Tom Cruise's body double for the past how many years even down to risky business where he gets it wrong we should have a scene we should have a scene where you go we, we jump to the we jump to the bikes and you're plunging at each other and you stop for a second and you see me go, this mission got a whole lot more impossible. Boom. <laughs> go away. It's just, it's, it's the gleeful look of John Woo. Punch him. Harder. I've never seen John Woo in his life look so 
happy to and give a direction. That's why it's the greatest film ever made. <laughs> Other than release the doves. I know the I know the face <laughs> on John Woo when he's like, release the doves. We're never going to see it because we'll be like, look at the joy in his face. I think the second joyous face that John Woo has is when he says, punch him, punch him again harder and just keeps punching. Now, for those who didn't know, John Woo directed Mission Impossible 2. Wait, there are, wait, there, and there are doves in there, right? There are yeah. doves in, in Mission Impossible 2. There are, there, there, are a few, yeah, not, there are a few doves, yes, there are a few doves. Yeah. They represent hopes, yes, they represent hopes. I was going to say, our homework is, can we find a John Woo film without doves? Yes, hard target. Wow. It's pigeons. I'm going to... I don't ramp when it comes to those films, you know, you're not, you're, I know, I know my birds when it comes to John Woo films, all right? It's, 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 it's pigeons in hard target. Oh, God. I'm about to mention hard target. I'm sure there's something hard target. <laughs> yeah, there you it go. That was pretty ironic because... It just, no, it's just, I'm sorry. It just, it's like, what were the doves busy that day? I just got some stuff. No, because that, that was his first real foray into American American action film. So, doves are expensive, Sid. You need to remember that. Doves are expensive. I think the Americans understand doves. No, you couldn't afford it, man. It was on the budget. Doves are expensive, <laughs> mate. Pigeons pitch, pitch, are easy to get, you know. They're quite cheap. You can find them anywhere. Pigeons, so you start, mate. Nathan's been doves, doves ever since. Paycheck, doves. Face off, doves. Oh, my God. Is he crying? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, target, pigeons. <laughs> Broken arrow. I think I had doves in that one. Yeah, it was Dustin Bike Breaking Arrow too. There you go. <sighs> you good? Sorry, Pig Man. So, uh, <laughs> John Woo, who directed uh, MI2, was approached by Cruz after Cruz seen his work on, believe it or not, Hard Target. Boom, <laughs> pigeons. And Face Off. So he approached him. Oh, Amazingly, a lot of people find MI2 to be the weakest out of the whole franchise. I do not agree. I think number three is the weakest in the franchise. Now, the thing is, I have to give credit where credit is due. Tandy Newton wasn't that bad, and it was Doug Ray Scott. And I thank Tom Cruise that this film actually went over time. Because mm. remember, Doug Ray Scott was actually due to play Wolverine. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, God. Did we duck a bullet or what? Jesus. Yeah. So oh, don't be hating on Dog Race, but I mean, it would have been terrible Wolverine, but still, don't be hating on Dog Race. <laughs> but fair play. No, he would he, he would have killed it. He would have killed the franchise dead. But no, no. But on a side no. note, when it comes oh. to Dog Race, Scott, no matter what he does, I have to always say one of my favourite roles that man's ever played, there's a film that came out many years ago called Twin Town. Don't know if anyone's heard of it. Oh, for God's sake. You like because of the child abuse. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Basically, a kid spits at, at a man's car and then <laughs> Duffer Cops beats the kid up. <laughs> Big Man has a really weird fascination of, of children getting punched by adults. I don't Big know man. why. No, you know what, right? Big Man, that... I'm just going to say, the video emerged that you're doing the same shit, I'm grasping you up. So <laughs> I would. Come on now. Oh, like you haven't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, let's move swiftly on. <laughs> Doug Scott in Twin Town. Although that scene you just said is one of them, another one of my favourite scenes. They're all around the toilet, uh, snorting something, and one of his mates asked him to borrow him a tenner. For being the chief that Doug Ray Scott is in that film, 
He said he'd rather flush the money down the toilet than give it to him. So he flushes a £10 note down the toilet, which his mate called him a swear word, and he ended up putting his head down the toilet. But that's the type of character Doug Ray Scott was in Twin Town, and it was on that performance why he actually got the role in MI2. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think that Big Man is basically just living his life with Doug Ray Scott. <laughs> anyway. I, I can't argue with that. You agreed. I, heard you. I can't argue with that. I can't oh, argue with it. I, said, I can't argue with it. It's not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I don't agree. I'm just saying I can't argue with it. We, we, we on the, for, the, for the times that I get dragged, we, we put on the receiving when, when Big Man's one of them moody. It's like, it's like, you're right. So what? It's like, just good morning. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's basically that's because I love you, so it's fine. What? Oh, <laughs> you sweetheart. Also, what I like also is uh, another thing is in every MI, sorry, every Mission Impossible movie, there's always a different uh, Secretary of State. I mean, for example, number two, we had Anthony Hopkins in a non-credited role. Which was random for me. I always thought that was yeah. random. Just randomly appeared <laughs> and just told Ethan what to do and just then disappeared. <laughs> They, they, like, was, like two scenes, actually two scenes in the whole film. Yeah. Man just turned up. Are you, are you, Ants, you free? Yeah, all right. <laughs> ants, you gone? Yeah, I'm out. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him, Tanini, and pre-Westworld days, yeah, just dominating things. Like I said, it was actually seen by a lot of critics as the weakest in the movie, although it made 546 million at the box office. Nice. <laughs> although they did say one of the most graphic things about that film was the knife fight at the end because that was oh, a knife not cgi because tom mm. Cruise don't believe in cgi so yeah that was a that's, knife i think I, I, that's not that's not reason why I I, I, that's not reason why i love um Res- resident evil <laughs> mission impossible 2 is because mm. i you know I mean, i'm a jake chan fan so when you're when, when that kind of like that spot lit like tom Cruise in his own stance and like, you know I me mean, i appreciate that too he does his own stance i can't help it but love it and um, that was the, like the, the the main film that kind of spotlighted that big time for me. And I was like, okay, do you know what? Tom Cruise. All right. You got my support, man. You got my support. Hmm. Yeah, you see? Those that love their own stunts, that's a ticking Mr. Classics book. Damn straight. Yeah, so, moving on. MI3, which you just said you think is the weakest. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly okay. honest, I have no recollection of MI3. I was going to say. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know why? Do you know why? I was why? going to say, I, please remind me which MI3 is, because I really um, am like, It's what? the one with what's-her-face from Kiss Kiss Bam Bam. I forget her, the actress's Michelle, name. Michelle, yeah, yeah. Michelle something or other. Wait, is this the wife's stupidness? Yes. Oh, that stupidness. The yeah. only do you know, I remember... Uh, oh, no, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead. No, I said, the thing is with MI3, I remember it for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. That's was, it. Yeah, apart from the stupid fight at the end, okay, he was good. he was good. Yeah, but, but apart you, from the explosions, there's nothing I remember about that film. Do you know why I don't remember that film? Right. Do you know why? why I mean, because out of all the Mission Impossible films, there is no big breaking or breakout scene. The only time you have that moment is when they try when they kidnap um, Zuma Hoffman's character. And then after that, there's there was literally that scene where you had to go and get the item, but they didn't show it. You just show him breaking in and literally breaking out instantly. There was no like, oh, no dramatic like, no, heist. no yeah. yeah, there's no dramatic heist. That's the thing about Mission Impossible films that you take the highest out of it, you need at least two heists to make it to make it a Mission Impossible film, or at least a dramatic big heist where you have to climb into something impossible. You need to make it impossible. That's the whole point. It's Mission Impossible. And well, though him not flying his back into the car on the freeway 
that massive explosion not memorable enough. No. No, because you literally just didn't remember until you... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, there was a... Oh yeah. It did, yeah. Ralph's right. There is a there's, a... there's a thing that you expect with Mission Impossible films, which is first heist, something goes wrong, or someone dies, or something's a bit weird. Second heist, redemptive, big game stakes etc etc yeah because like okay. Three, i barely remember yeah because like okay because uh, for me it's just okay so mission impossible one team a big heist goes wrong team gets wiped out big heist go, go try to break out try to break, get the thing he falls to the floor almost floors t- touching the floor that's what stands out about number number one number yep. two the car dance sadly the um but amazing <laughs> action set pieces with with um, him shoot, shooting the shit out of him and things trying to escape trying to get in trying to save the world from a from a poison bomb releasing through a human being that's number two and i will i will give him the props for that first that first credit sequence that first credit sequence on the rock face mm. so yeah you see him that like, is still down strong yeah, yeah him doing all the stunts himself the free, yeah, the, yeah free, the free climbing free climbing yeah, yeah. completely free philip seymour hoffman right? <laughs> That's all I can yeah, remember. And Tied up the mask, uh, yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. That's it. Four. And four. Kremlin blows up. Kremlin uh, blows up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm climbing, climbing the bloody um, the tallest building in, in in Dubai. Is it Dubai or is yeah? It Dubai? Yeah, climb, yeah. Climbing. Um, I can't remember five. I've only seen it once. <laughs> I haven't seen five. I've seen it once. Can't think of five. But I'm pretty sure. Actually, well, there's that really cool. Actually, wasn't he flying the helicopter by himself? Like, right, uh, I'll get to that also. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go on. But yeah. Right. So, with it called, going back to number three, when you look at the cast, you're thinking, how is this film not memorable? So, obviously, you've got Tom Cruise, Michelle Mohan as Julia, Ving Rims, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Maggie Q. Oh yeah, she was. Oh, that's when she was on the Oh my like, god, yeah. That's when, that's when, that's when she was uh, um, almost. She was a big deal for like five seconds, basically. Mm. Wow, that's not an insult because facts them out. I, I no, think... no, I, I, I know what you mean. It just, it's just it like, could... when you said it out, it's, it just hurts, but it's true. Because yeah, I think yeah. like if that film did well, she would have been, she'd have been around a lot longer. Oh, I think so. Mm. You've got Maggie Q, Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, Simon Pegg. Don't forget Billy. Co- don't forget Billy Codrop. Oh yeah, Billy, Billy Codrop. Yeah, but but okay, I don't know about you guys, but. Billy Crudup has that face that I can forget. I sometimes struggle to go, almost famous. Yeah, he was in there. And then it's like, uh, and I, I just struggle with his face. But I know See, I want to punch it. Yeah, unfortunately, he says his voice. Anytime he talks, no matter what I've seen him in, I think Dr. Manhattan. I do think Dr. Manhattan, but I still, do you get me? I struggle. I yeah. really struggle. It's like he has that face that just starts to blend into the wallpaper. And I'm just like, okay. I just, but then he's, uh, yeah, because I, I know he's done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things he's in. He fails to stand out. I don't yeah. know if anyone's got uh, got an actor, actress like this where it just blend. It's like, I've just, I forgot. I'm not in that comfortable way. No, he, he, he fits the, um, as I call it, the Jai Courtney ar- archetype where he basically. Why are you mention that man's name for? Because, because, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you, okay, if you let, if you let me explain why I mentioned that man's name, maybe I can tell you and we can move on. But because you interrupted me, we're sucking the man right now. So this is your own fault right now, big man. Okay? Fight, fight. Can I carry on, please? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He fits, he, he fits the Jai Courtney archetype that the act, they all look the same. There's certain actors that fit in that same 
kind of role that don't have that breakout roles, but they fit that same kind of like typical all American look, even though he's Australian, like kind of thing. So like Jai Courtney, what's his name? He played Hawkeye in the bloody Arrowverse. There's um see, Sam, Scott Sam Worthington's that to me as well. Sam Worthington, yeah. Scott Eastwood's kind of like that these days. Um, you know like with the other one, was it called Logan Marshall Green, who looks like Jai Courtney? Yeah, yeah there you go. They all fit that same archetype with a good looking guys, very well built, but they haven't had that big breakout role. I mean, the only thing that's come close to Jai Courtney is like the only role I actually really liked him was Boomerang, even though it was in the bad film, but he was actually mm. pretty good as Boomerang. And Billy Kudrup, like his probably breakout role was, I for me, was Doctor Manhattan for me Manhattan. personally. Yeah. So you know, like it's, it's like it's just, it's just they're just those guys who just fill who fill spots from now until they find their breakout role. So they're and all... it sounds weird, but they can be anything. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. not in a good way. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Like, villain, psychic, main guy, but they don't. It is like mediocre. It sounds really horrible, but it's like you just blend to me. Like there comes a point where some of you, all, like if you were in the same film, and there are some female just like, like that as well. Like um, what's the name? Um, Hugo Weaving's daughter, who was in Ready or Not. Oh, thing Amaro even. Who yeah. starts? Who starts to look a bit like um, what's the name he plays? See, I can't remember. Um, Margot. Um, Robbie. Margot Robbie. She does. She does. Who starts to look like? It's like you're all starting to look a light and i can't figure out and the, the funny thing is like with um, um samara weaving she was good in ready or not no, um margo thing is good in um as as harley quinn but together it's like 
you're starting to blend and I cannot see the difference between you. And there was a there was another time like that with Jamie King. Do you remember? She started to look like a load of people as well. There was just a load of people who looked like Jamie King. Mm. And then after Sin City, didn't see Jamie King again. Oh, and that bulletproof monk atrociousness. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Film. Oh my God. See, you forgot. Because you, you completely forgot the shit that there was bulletproof monk. <laughs> Wow, and I can't forget a, that because we a, came out of cinema and everyone was like, I don't want to talk about what just happened. I just remember coming out with all of us not going together to see Bulletproof Monk. And we looked at each other and it was like, I don't want to talk about it. He wants to go to the goose. And we we're like, let's just go to the goose and pretend that never happened. Ooh. And we just... Oh, man, flashbacks. Yeah. Moving ever so swiftly. MI3 made just under 400 million at the box office, which wasn't that bad. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of people thought that was the end of the franchise. Because if you remembered, Ethan settled down with Julia, he said goodbye, and he left. So that was pretty much it. Until Tom Cruise's notable midlife crisis said no. Yeah, and money was needed, so MI4 was announced. But the twist was, and I remember hearing about this, MI4 was supposed to be some sort of passing of the guards where <clears throat> Jamie Renner was hired to take over the role from uh, Tom Cruise. The original concept was uh, Ethan was supposed to move upstairs to become Secretary of State. And Jamie Renner was supposed to be the go-to guy. But due to, well, the Avengers, that couldn't have happened. Mm. See, you know, it is in, in saying that mm. I think that Mission Impossible is one of those, those films. It's, it's kept going at times when you almost think you should be done now. Um, because at those times, the action genre itself keeps changing. Yeah. So if I even think about the difference between MI, Mission Impossible, the first one, and Mission Impossible 2, and that bloody post that was everywhere. And then I think of around that time, I'm, I swear that was when uh, Born came out and change the game up because it was then like right we're not we're going less in that whole gimmicky kind of thing and more to parkour kind of act because then everything started to do that kind of have that scene where it was you know you versus an adversary with insurmountable odds and a pencil or a book or something and make it work do you see what i mean and mm. That's what I felt like. That that kind of happens. It's almost like the the after effects of that. And so that's why I kind of understand why we we almost don't remember MI three because it was in that wilderness time when action was still trying to figure itself out with the changes that can happen to the action genre because there was more on story, less on effects, less on that. Unless you're gonna go big and mental like Fast and Furious. Oh my baby. I don't know. <laughs> I know, but that's the thing that like that works because it has like it's like it's almost like like the Saints Row of of you know of film. It's like we're gonna do what we do and we're gonna do it mad, and that's what we're gonna do. Yes, we're a kind of other things, but ain't no one gonna do this madness like we're gonna do this madness. And you go, okay, cool. I'm I'm along for the ride. I must suspend belief, but I do feel like Mission Impossible suffers has suffered a bit with that. I don't know what you guys think. Well, the funny thing is, uh, Ghost Protocol Film Four was directed by Brad Bird. Uh, does that name ring a bell? Yep. Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Incredibles and that's his first live action film. I thought he did a good job. Mm. He did a very good job. Yeah. That's and, yeah. Ghost Protocol was actually well received by the media. Mm. and said it made it more fun. 
if they didn't take itself too seriously, it was definitely more of a groupy vibe that it had compared to the previous two films. And it was like a nice little reboot. But what I loved, which to be fair, I, I actually missed it. It set the tone for what came next at the end. Because what people didn't know, or unless you're a real MI diehard fan, the fifth film, Rogue Nation, was a throwback to the TV series. Because in the fifth film, the villain was named was was a group called the Syndicate, which appeared throughout the TV series. Now, for those who didn't know who the Syndicate was, if you think Bond and Spectre, it's kind of, of like the exact same thing. They always were in the background, always kind of trying to do what the MI, the IMF did, but just trying to just completely get to it first. So there was a little message in the end of the fourth film that they were coming. And then they arrived in the fifth film. Now, before I start, what do you remember about the fifth film, bro? Actually, how many Mission Impossible films are there? There's five, right? It's only five. No. It's, I'm, I'm missing one now, and I can't think of which one I'm missing now. Right. Okay, so I got... <laughs> all right, so the fourth... Okay, Ghost Protocol was the one that introduced Jamie Renner. Yeah. The fifth which one, Rogue Nation, is where... Which one was in London? That's, that, that's Ghost Protocol. No. No. That's no. Rogue Na- the start of Rogue Nation. Okay, I'm, I'm getting my films mixed up. Okay, it's okay. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back. Okay. All right. Wait. Can we start again? Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 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 Mission Impossible 1 and 2. That Okay. That's Mission Impossible 1. John Woo. 2. Number 3 is J.J. Abrahams. Book J.J. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Oh. 4 was... Um, Brad Bird. Okay. Which made over 650 at the box office. So it's done. The takings so, are very... And, that, and that's the one that had... What's this? Had Sawyer from Lost in it, right? Close Protocol, yes. Okay, cool. All right. And Jamie Renner was in that one, right? Yes, that's the intro to Jamie Renner. Okay, yes. cool. So that's the, that's the that's the Dubai and the Kremlin one. Okay, cool. And the Kremlin. Right, okay, yeah. the fifth one... That's the one. That's the one that introduced... What's the face into it, right? Record, yes. Okay, all right. I'm getting that one mixed with four. I don't know why I'm getting that one mixed with four. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm doing that because maybe it's because Ren is in both, right? Yeah. Yes, and that's that was, why. <laughs> and that's and that's the one that had the stunt with the going into the whirlpool and the and the water. That, that, the okay. One. Okay. All right. That one I actually didn't do. Actually, I didn't really like that one. Okay. Cool. But I'm getting. I don't know why I got mixed up with number four. I don't know Wait, why. Wait, which is the one where there's a whole bidding thing happening in an, in an opera? That's, that's number five. Mission. That's number five. Yeah, that's I, number, I, I, yeah I, I, I think I've seen snaps of that because uh, Hubby, Hubby's been watching it. Mm. But even I find he's like, like, I'll get back to it. I'll come back to it. But yeah, I just... Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the problem, I, I, I knew I was missing one. I think I mixed five and four into one film, which makes it, which, which is actually pretty good when you think about it. It's actually a good film. Right. Yeah, so that's like a, it's like a four-hour Snyder cut right there, isn't it? It's just one long continuous film. Right. With Rogue Nation, that made... A little bit less than Ghost Protocol. It made over six hundred and eighty two million at the box office in taking, which still ain't too bad considering. Mm-hmm. But the, for me it's just the madness of Tom Cruise. So the opening <laughs> stunt when he runs and jumps onto a plane. Mm-hmm. He did that take nine times just to get it right. Oh, that's, 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 he, he's a he's a notorious perfectionist. And, and to be fair, that's checking Chan levels of perfectionism. That yeah, he, he's yeah. a notorious, and he you know he is of, of that action thing. And I think he feels 
the pressure of, you know, the fact that he's running away from his true self. But I also feel like <laughs> other elements, you know, because, you know, I think other other films that are making him feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, I almost feel like Mission Impossible is an in-between film. Like it, it, ah, uh, I'm trying to get the words to describe it. I, it's I feel filler. like it. It's filler. Yeah. yeah. So, something else is going on, but I can always go back to that basically. Yeah, but then also it kind of then takes like it takes like a little touch at the end of what's happening and tries to incorporate it. Like it takes a little bit of wick because it's like, well, everyone's liking that stuff now. I've got to do more of that stuff now. But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't rise. You're right, bro. Actually, it's filler. Mm. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he was doing this. He was starting up Jack Reacher as well. So I put with another reason. Yeah. I mean, I know, uh, I know I've, the Jack Reacher fans hate that. I've got to say, yeah, yeah. His, him casting himself as Jack Reacher was the worst casting I've ever. Yeah, <laughs> nah, man. Jack Reacher supposed to be a six, a six foot five, <laughs> ex military motherfucker. Tom, Tom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Let, let's be real. Tom Cruise has moments of sheer excellence and brilliance. Very true, very true. Unfortunately, they are of late, few and far between, mm-hmm. right? Some of them have happy, have been his action roles. Some of them, one of them is actually one of his comedic roles. Like, Tom Cruise at his best, Magnolia. Sorry, every, every damn time is Magnolia, because <laughs> that was bloody brilliant and unexpected. Um... Him in tropical in Tropic Thunder, honestly, will kill me every day <laughs> because that was just so unexpected. Um, collateral for me. Collateral. He was yeah, awesome he was. He was really good in Collateral. Do you know? I'm not gonna. Okay, do you know? I'm gonna say something controversial. I actually quite liked him in Day and Night. Or Night that and Day. Wasn't a bad film. I didn't finish watching Day and Night. Night I, and thought, day. I thought he was actually quite. I thought he was actually quite sweet, and she was actually quite funny. His comedy time. When his comedy, his comedy time can be. is really on point when he when he does it. To be fair. Oh, so he I can. He can do mm, good comedy. Mm. The only negative is Vanilla Sky. Say again? Vanilla Sky. You remember that one he did? The Cameron Crowe one? Yeah. He wore that mask. See, that was good, but the the original's better. And when you watch the original, you're like, oh, it's like like Ring versus Ringu. If you never saw the original, it'd be all right. But then you see the original, you're like, oh, you're taking the piss. All right, okay. (laughs) And and I used to like Vanilla Sky, and then I saw Open Your Eyes, and I was like, Tom? Cameron, no, no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. The original is far better. I recommend it. I see what you were trying to do. I see the questions you were trying to ask. No, stop, cease. And when I was a kid, I liked Risky Business. That was I really enjoyed Risky Business. But every time he was on, I felt that white hot anxiety of what he was doing in his parents' house. And getting caught, just that's part of the. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're gonna come catch you. They're gonna come catch you. And, but yeah, he's. Mm, it's the older he's got, and the more we can see that he's not quite well. <laughs> just, just slightly. It's not but well. Amazingly, like I said, that was. Actually, no. Let's go back. So, MI Five, Rogue Nation, done very well at the box office. That was directed by Christopher McCurry, if I believe. Did he? Did he do Jack Reacher? Or... No, he did a film called Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. Valkyrie. That one. Wait. Valkyrie is the one where uh, he's in. Um, it's the Nazi one, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Hey, wasn't uh, Brian Singer attached to that, and then he had to? He was booted <laughs> off that, and then had to be replaced. Yep. Yes, yes, I do, I do. That was like. No, that was no, just. The thing is, I actually never made it to Valkyrie. I had mixed reviews, but it's one of those. I said I'll watch, and I just never got around to it. It's sorry. It's it's a Sunday after. I mean, see, I say that, but I like my Sunday afternoons. So. <laughs> If one of those, I'll, I'll wait for. Thir- okay, Thursday evening, eight o'clock. Nothing to do. How's that? Okay. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Thursday evening, eight fifteen. Nothing to do. Might as well watch Valkyrie. There we are. There we are. Now, it ain't Tuesday night action, and it ain't Friday night. It's... <laughs> oh, so it's definitely a, as as y'all said, it's a filler. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's oh, why I don't God. really want to see it, to be fair. Do you, know, do you know that's sad that Tom Cruise has gone from being like one of the heavyweights to like most of your films are just filler if they're not Jack Reacher, which is actually just an awful mistake? No, no, oh, no. That's to be really fair. sad. Okay, that, to that, be... That, title, that title belongs to Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh. oh. White dad. Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, our dad basically looks like the black Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. He really does. And uh, if we get more subscribers, we'll show you one day. Um, <laughs> I met Bruce Willis. Real. Real. We, we used to say to everybody, they were like, no, your dad. And then they met and they were like, oh my God, he is the black Bruce Willis. Like, yes, he mm-hmm. is. Especially when he wears, when he just wears the vest on. It really <laughs> is the black Bruce Willis. And even funnier when he, when he does quotes from Arnie, because then it just gets really confusing. <laughs> Do you know, was... I, actually, actually, actually um, obviously you guys know I play a lot of um, Warzone on the... Um, Warzone and Call of Duty. In the Warzone map, they've actually added Nakatomi Tower. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard that, and I heard that isn't Rambo in it too? Rambo Rambo's well. in it. Rambo, you can get Rambo, and you can get a um, John McClane skin now. Wow. How weird is that? It's very weird. Because, like, shit, it's Nakatomi Tower. I want to go there, but everyone's going to go there, and I'm going to try and kill them. I'm not going to go there. But I've got to say, from what, what I've seen inside of it, it's proper done really well. It looks proper like from oh. the film. I love when like I love when they do it really well. Mm. I love when they do like the interiors really. It sounds like a weird thing. Sorry, no, no, they, they, got, they got it spot on. Seriously, it looks really good. Oh, I love that. I might have to have a look at that. And that's the new Call of Duty, yeah. It's Warzone, so basically, it's not even like, you don't even have to have the you don't have to have Black Ops. You just need to download the free version Warzone, and it's on the map until further notice. I guess I don't know when they're gonna take get rid of it. Oh, that is interesting. Hmm. Anyway, so, I'm not sponsored by Call of Duty, by the way. I'm not sponsored by Call of Duty, but you want to sponsor <laughs> me? Go for it. I'm not very good at the game, though, just to warn you. St. Jude's Avengers at gmail.com. Yeah, when you say he's not good at the game, yeah, right. No, I'm no, no, say, no. Yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm literally not that good at the game, seriously. He always says this. Anyway. Yeah. I can um, prove it. I can prove it. So, with the success of MI5, a uh, change in the guard happened. Usually, with MI, sorry, Mission Impossible movie, there's a uh, new director that steps on board per film. So we're moving on to Fallout, which was the most recent one. Surprise, surprise, Tom Cruise was back. There was actually, Jane Renner did not appear in this due to making Avengers Endgame and was replaced by Addict Baldwin in a stronger role. Christopher McCurr came back as the director and the casting of Henry Cavill for me was a masterstroke. Oh, Cavill. From everything I've heard about um, Cavill on set, he wasn't, Absolute arsehole. No, I'm joking. He was not at all. He was absolutely lovely. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have just heard that he's been announced. Highlander, to... right? 
Thailander. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm actually okay. I'm very okay with that. I'm very okay. I'm very with okay that. with it. I'm but, very um, okay. But yeah, like um, yeah, um, a friend who who worked on the set basically said like there was a period where um, it got really cold for obvious reasons, and they were like given the job of giving like holding the heater for the actors. So like Tom Cruise had a few and but Henry Cavill was like, oh no no no, give it to someone else. It's fine. I'm okay. Like he was just absolutely lovely towards everybody on set. Imagine it. Mm. You can so see it. And that's the thing. When it was announced that he was joining the well, joining the franchise, instantly I thought he need, he has to be the villain. Please let him be the villain. Because <laughs> the only one thing that's annoying me about the whole franchise is kind of like the Daniel Craig Bond films. Hand-to-hand yeah. hand combat is the weakest points in all of those films. There isn't anyone that... Because it's the director, this is my bugbear. Oh, mm. my God. Sorry, you hit my bugbear. This is the yeah. thing, like... Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, my brain. Which um, which Bond film, Big Man, you will definitely know this, take where they have a fight and there's basically, like, neon behind them? Skyfall. I, thank you. Right. <laughs> Sam Mendes. I have a lot of time for Sam Mendes. Mm. What Sam Mendes cannot do... Come at me if you want. He cannot direct a fight scene. Mm. There is it, there are loads of people who think they can direct fight scenes. They can't. Sorry. Um, and if you can't, get some really good fight choreographers to help you out. Um, and you guys know how I feel about this. And my mm. example I will always give is Edgar Wright. I've got love. You know it's going to go there. <laughs> I've got nothing but love for Edgar Wright. I really do. And the truth is, because I do like people, I will kind of judge them a bit harsher. Um, but the evidence is there. Watch Hot Fuzz. Watch the end scenes of Hot Fuzz, and you can literally count the points of the fight scene. You can literally count where Peg is supposed to be and what have you. So it, the fight seems clunky. Some will go realistic, like no, but it's clunky. There are ways you can choreograph graph a fight without it seeming very clunky. Now, Edgar Wright directing. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, different kettle of fish. Why? Go on, bruv, say it. Brad who was Allen, hired? Brad Allen, aka the guy who um who was trained by Jackie Chan's stunt team. So he was basically the fight choreographer and the action choreographer for Scott Pilgrim, Brad Allen. Bradley Allen. And you can literally see the difference in that there's such a beautiful flow to all of the fight choreography in uh, Scott Pilgrim. And because it, it's it's a different art, it's a different dance. It really is. And maybe because brother and I kind of come from that old school background of watching a lot of martial arts where we know that a lot of the guys that we and women that we respect all did some form of dance. They were all like trained. They all did very, they had a very different beat and rhythm. So when you then come to kind of watching, you know, westernized stuff, you can kind of see where it's like, oh, that's a bit clunky. And Sam Mendes, like in Skyfall, that's a really good example mm. of and it's almost like sometimes they use little things to kind of hide how, how it's not great and i think having that backdrop of the darkness with the neon light yeah it looks cool but it also hides a lot and you know and i also point out if you guys remember the remember the original hulk movie the angley bit with the poodles mm. just blends into just black mm-hmm. upon black upon black and like i don't even know what the hell was going on here come on like <laughs> what, what are we doing here killer poodles i mean come on what what uh but that's my bugbear so um i, I will stop now right um, yeah the ironic thing is have you actually seen fallout sis no i haven't okay there's a fight scene a freeway fight in the toilet that have you a... seen fallout right? yeah that fight scene was so good right what many people didn't know now 
uh, this is the one thing because when I first went saw it in the cinema and I'm watching this scene, I was just blown away because I thought, how the hell in this tight sequence you're going blows for blows? But it's only until I rewatched it again, and I must have watched this scene five times when Cavill's fighting and he's hitting the guy. Every time he hits him, he's hitting him to the tune of Mission Impossible. Cavill gets in on a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, Cavill gets in. He gets... He's in it. If you haven't watched The Witcher, I beg y'all, watch Witcher. Cavill gets in on any fight scene he's about. Even in A Man From Uncle, he gets in. He gets yeah. in it. I he gets that. I in. Watch that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. good. That's good. Um, but yeah, Cavill goes... Cavill's like, oh, we're fighting. <laughs> oh, and it's like, okay. Okay. You keep fighting, baby boy. Mm. Yeah, but uh, amazingly, that scene, every time he hits him, I'm thinking, why every time he hits him, I can hear the theme to Mission Impossible? And then it is, because <clears throat> blow by blow, it works perfectly. <laughs> Absolutely perfectly. But look, I have to laugh, because yet again, the madness of one Tom Cruise. The jump he does out of the plane. Mm-hmm. He did that jump scene 106 times. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He is a perfectionist, man. <laughs> and also, what? every jump means he gets him further and further away from the life that he's running away from. We know this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got to remember the thing is, no matter how great that film is, and it has to me, that's my personal favorite. That, watch it again. Film... Watch the scenes again, and you'll see it. He'll do it. See, like, like, watch, like, the, like, like, you know, when they do those behind the scenes, watch him do it a hundred times. They'll be like, "Don't you okay? I'm doing it again." I'm doing it again. What? I'm doing it again. It's like, okay, okay, all right. It's because he's he's afraid. Tom, you shouldn't be afraid. It's fine. We'll accept you. We will accept you. <laughs> accept yourself, though, please. So amazingly, that made is actually the most highest earning film out of the franchise, just short of eight hundred million it made at the box office. And the film will always be known for him breaking his leg and keeping the scene in the film. Do you know, do you know who did that film? Do you know who did that first? Do you know who did that first? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Rumble in the Bronx, bitches. That's, Bro- the, that's the thing. As much as we could go, that's cute, Tom. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan literally, um, he had a thing go through his head and was yeah. out. He almost died. I can, I can, he almost I, died. He almost died in two films and he kept going. You know why? Because he's Jackie Chan. Goddamn Jackie Chan. And no now, filler, but, but, no filler, Jackie. And that's the thing. It actually also was the first with Mission Impossible movie to have a villain from the last film still making a comeback. Oh yeah, I forget, I forget, the, actor, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, uh, Sonman Lane was the name yeah, of the character. But, that's yeah, it. but to me, I, I actually thought Fallout was the best movie, and I thought, you know what, maybe they're winding down, but they've now done two films back to back. Of course, they have. Uh, you, you heard about you, you heard his outburst on set, right? Oh yeah, you heard oh, the yeah. outburst. Made Christian Bale's one look kind of tame. Bon Bon Bale every day, man. <laughs> well, no, I forgot you were Bale fan, sis. How can I Bon Bon it Bon it hard? Do you know? Do you know Ugh. what? Do you know what? I'm gonna say something controversial. I don't. I don't blame him for getting angry. To be fair, no. I don't. That's in. In retrospect, now I, I don't blame I, him. I, 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 I kind of get what. I kind of get it. In fairness, yeah. but it's it's Tom Cruise, isn't it? It's a bit like, yeah, ick. Ugh. But yeah, you got to remember with uh, the two new MI possible films coming out, we've now got the added bonus of having 
Hayley Atwell's now joining the cast, so I'm one really happy about that. Oh, cool, like Hayley. Apparently, mm. allegedly, according to media points, she's actually seeing Mr. Cruz as well. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Hayley. Oh, no. Oh, Hayley. Yeah. Jesus. Talk to Nicole Kidman. Don't you know what's going to happen? Jesus. <laughs> Talk to yeah, Nicole, man. talk to Katie, talk to bloody... Talk to Katie, talk to anybody. Talk to Penelope, talk to what's-her-face, the first one. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. Sometimes so... there are never scarier words said than things like, and she's playing out with Tom Cruise, like, oh, God, get out. I literally become Lakeith Stansfield and get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> well, get with out. these last two films, they've got the feeling the end might be near because... They're going back to the first film. You remember Kittage, the villain from the first movie? Kittridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. But did he... How does that work? Do... He died. Where? Ah, uh, it's got a point. Oh, right. crap. You didn't. You remember last time you saw him, it was the whole, you've never seen me very upset and Tom Cruise doing his marathon man running out and he was never look, seen again. Look, look, I do look. remember he, actually. He could yeah. still run then. He could still run well then. <laughs> I, I won't have that, okay? To be fair, but, okay, 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 okay. Love, love or hate Tom Cruise, considering he's like almost six years old, he can still run. I'm not, I can't even be angry. He actually can still run quite well, to be fair. Scientology just keeps him going. <laughs> Okay, I hope, you, I hope I hope I hope you don't get like attacked by Scientology because there's literally you can, there's literally nothing you can take away from you. I right haven't now, said but... anything disparaging about <laughs> that Scientology in this thing at all. There are plenty of others who have. I haven't said a word. Just get out, run in ever so subtle terms. But yes, and I believe the film number seven is out next year, and the next one will be out the year after that. So not, fair play. Is not six. Yeah. So, six sorry? out. Six, not no, seven. Six, no, six, no, seven. No, seven. No, seven. The next one's seven. Just, yeah. Oh God. See, I can't even. Oh my God. See. I don't know. <laughs> well, it should be but, interesting. Exactly. But yeah, there you go. In in a nutshell, the legacy that is Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh. Well, that was an interesting little ride. Thank you very much. I actually now do want to watch the original one. Um. Poor, poor Emilio Estevez. Um. Oh, but, um Oh, bless. But uh, you know what? Thank you, everybody, for joining along on this uh, little adventure into the world of Mission Impossible. Thank you, Big Man, for the research. No problem. Um, if you want to email us, we are. you can find us at sentutesavengers at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Instagram at messeduppod. You can uh, find us on Twitter and messed. Uh, Brav, what's your socials? You can find me on um, YouTube under Instant Classic Gaming, and you can also find me on Twitch tiktok and instagram under instant classic underscore gaming big man and you can find me on twitter at war 3782 or you can find me on the gram at mr underscore actually no how embarrassing that i just forgot my own oh instagram my... that's the second time you've done that oh my god it's a good thing we've got a break coming up soon isn't it you can find me on instagram underneath the name Mr. Underscore Roberts Underscore V1. Are you sure? So, yeah, you sure? the brain is fully gone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I think we're indicating that we might have to, we're going to have to take a little mid-season break in a couple of weeks. So, but, um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for this thing. Keep yourself safe, and we will speak to you soon, all right? Take care. Later. Later. Bye.
And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.